The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
right, good evening everyone and welome to our commission meeting. Uh, I'm going to call this meeting to order tonight uh, and as we start I'll ask you to join me for a moment of silence and then pledge of allegiance. Uh, we'll go to roll call and then interpreter. So if you could join me for a moment of silence. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Next we'll have roll call. Commissioner Sassi. Present. Commissioner Ruppert. Here. Commissioner Lanier. Present. Commissioner Moody. Present. Commissioner Jones. Here. Commissioner O'Connor. Present. Mayor Bliss. Yes, thank you. Um, and I'd like to introduce our interpreter tonight. So if you need assistance with interpretation services, she's here to assist with that. Welcome. Good evening. We are pleased to provide Spanish interpretation services this evening. This includes interpretation during the meeting and for those who want to provide public comment. Buenas noches. Estamos complacidos en proveer servicios de interpretación en español esta noche. Esto incluye interpretación durante la reunión y para aquellos que quieran proveer comentario público. Thank you. All right, and uh, before we get started, if you haven't been to one of our meetings before, let me just walk you through our agenda uh, and share a few items with you. So we have a full agenda uh, based on a number of meetings we had earlier today. We do have two opportunities for public comment. The first one will be public comment on action items. So these are items that we voted on earlier today that are on our agenda tonight. Uh, for public comment, we ask you that you come up to the podium here, that you share your name, the city that you live in. You'll be given up to three minutes to speak. The first opportunity for public comment, we ask that you be really explicit about what action item you're speaking to. The second opportunity for public comment tonight is at the end of the meeting after we have gotten through our business. We don't have any scheduled public hearings tonight, so those are the two opportunities that we have before us today. Um, I want to make a couple comments just uh, in response to uh, our last meeting. So I want to be clear that everyone is aware that this meeting is a formal city business meeting. Um, so during our public comments, we do have procedures in place and expectations in order to allow everyone to be heard. Uh, where everyone feels comfortable coming up here and for us to be able to hear what people have to say. So we ask that you do adhere to these rules. They are posted on our board over there. Uh, specifically, we ask that you refrain from clapping and cheering, booing, cursing, name-calling, or making derogatory comments towards especially other people um, in the audience and other community members. If anyone does use profanity, uh, I will be shutting off the microphone uh, so we do not have to publicly... Uh, air those so your microphone will be shut off if profanity is used. Uh, I'll ask um, anyone who is disrupting the meeting to stop and to uh, maintain order in this space. Uh, and if there is continued disruptive actions, that is actually considered a breach of peace. Uh, and if the disruptive actions continue or a breach of peace continues, I will ask the individual who is doing the disruption and disrupting order to leave. Uh, and if they don't, I will take a brief recess, recess in order to uh, maintain order in this space. Um, so just to remind everyone, this is a meeting of a lawful assembly of a governmental body. And disrupting the order of a meeting is committing a breach of peace. And under state law, it actually is a misdemeanor. So I want to be very clear about that. I'm just telling you the law. I am just being honest about the law. 
This is an official meeting. So if the disorder continues and we need to recess, we'll recess, we'll clear the room. This body will come back together. We'll finish the business that we have before us. Or if the disruption continues, we'll just adjourn the meeting. So with that, uh, we'll go to the first opportunity for public comment. Again, this is public comment on action items. These are items that we voted on earlier today. Uh, so again, share your name, the city that you live in, and be explicit about what action item that you want to speak to. Hello, my name is Emma. Um, I would like to speak about several action items, but I gather that I only have three minutes. Um, in watching the city commission meetings um, that are put online, um, which by the way, I would prefer if we had um, a more accessible way to get to that or more time to look at those things um, because I know we all have jobs and it's quite hard to, to gather that information and then be here afterwards because that what is posted online is about five hours and that's that's quite a bit to, to process um and yeah that's just not accessible for a community that that works quite often um so there's a few things that i wanted to comment on um i noticed that this body tends to put a lot of money towards property um, particularly like 10 million for traffic improvement. Um, there was discussion about putting money towards parking behind Van Andel, um, which I get that these things are necessary, but I'm finding that it's quite often the only thing I'm hearing about, which is quite disturbing. Um, another thing that was really <laughs> disturbing to me is that the GRPD is um, Emma, discussing- can you, I'm, I'm sorry, can you say what action item? Like under CD or under Committee of the Whole? So it was under the Fiscal Committee. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's primarily what I'm addressing. There's a few things under the Fiscal Committee, but it, mostly under the Fiscal Committee. Thank you. Um, so there was discussion of a 65 grand um, being put towards GRPD radios and investigation software, discussion of vehicle, vehicle replacement for the GRPD. Um, what. <laughs> I find particularly laughable. I, I don't think that money should be being given to GRPD right now anyways when there's a huge public outcry for defunding of the GRPD. Um, but particularly the vehicle replacement, when yesterday, um, when I and a lot of um, my fellow citizens were doing mutual aid feeding those who are unhoused, um, five cop cars showed up and apprehended two unhoused people who were sitting peacefully eating dinner. Um, and that just seemed like a huge waste of resources to me. Um, those two people were completely peaceful. Um, personally, I'm of the opinion that there, no arrests should have been made, um, but they were stripped, all of their belongings were stripped down, left in a pile. Um, luckily, we had people look after their belongings for them, but what an utter way to rob somebody of dignity. Um, and then to use to use city funds to do that. And clearly there's not a need for more police vehicles when when there was five or six vehicles being used, just sitting there watching, um, that <laughs> there's no there's no money needed for for vehicle replacement. Um, and then also, I had to comment on the fact that the city manager authorized an emergency purpose, purchase of security cameras on April 21st. Um, 
that shows to me that this body, particularly the city manager, places a huge priority on property over Thank people you. once Thank again. You. Your time is up. Thanks. Appreciate that. All right, others who wish to be heard. And again, this is uh, public comment on action items. My name is Donnie. I live in the third ward. And the action items I would like to also echo are the fiscal year, um, or about the fiscal year uh, additions that are being planned for GRPD. Um, these plans are not only unnecessary, they're just disgusting. You know, they're, they're literally militarizing themselves just to harass, brutalize, victimize, and execute people, black, brown, and indigenous people of the Southeast side. There is a large outcry that defunding GRPD to the mandated 32.5% or 32% uh, for a reason, because they are literally the public health crisis. They are literally a health crisis. So I would like to echo the situation of the situation of uh, the upgrading of the vehicles. I've lived here for 30 years and I have, it's been almost like 15, 15, 14 years since I've, the last time I've seen actually a Grand Marquise. Uh, and that's what GRPD started off with. So now, since it's been so long, like I understand that like y'all want to try and give them more power to do the things, but we don't need, when there's an outcry of a public health crisis, we don't need those people to be more armed. We need those people to understand what's happening and to acknowledge the lives that they take, to acknowledge the trauma that they, indu that they induce to the community. It's happening you guys see it happen there's countless endless videos of people being harassed and victimized by this by these thugs okay so the thing about it is is that they don't need more money for vehicles when all it's going to do is be able to better them to harass and enslave people to catch people that's it they constantly want things like surveillance more surveillance situations this uh, AKA shot spotter. We're not doing that. We're not asking for more prevalent for, for more surveillance. And we're also not asking for more p patrolling because we've also seen that within the years that we've said patrolling in the budget and how many times patrolling comes up in the budget year after year. Do you really think that if you put more money into GRPD, it's going to solve our problem? It might solve your problem, but it's not going to solve the people of the, of the, of the Southeast side. So, Listen to the community that literally puts you in that space. Listen to the community that you are constantly ignoring. Put money and resources and reallocate that same money that you're willing to emergency give to GRPD. There should be the same money being emergencyed out to the resources in the Southeast side. We're asking for those resources and now we're demanding them. Justice for Patrick Leoya. All right. All right, others wish to be heard on action items. And again, please be explicit about what item you're speaking to. How you doing, everybody? My name is DeAndre Jones. I wanted to talk about the funds that you guys are giving to the Economic Development Department. I'm glad you guys are doing that. I really care about economic development. I believe we need a, uh, a power change, an infrastructure change uh, within the wards. And so I'm glad that you guys are giving that funding. Also, you guys had the social equity policy for the cannabis thing. Uh, I know it kind of doesn't 
relate to that exactly, but I like you guys to actually opt into the designated consumption establishments because I like a space where I can actually consume cannabis and actually chill in that space and maybe have a cup of coffee and chill instead of maybe smoking when I'm walking during a protest or smoking outside because I do do those things. But I would honestly like a space where I could actually consume cannabis and actually have that thing because I believe it would be a great thing for the uh, community. Also, I would like you guys to opt into the um, special events where people can consume cannabis in special events or different spaces um, that are allowed. So uh, I like the economic development work, but I would also like for you guys to kind of look into that as you guys uh, go through the fiscal year of 2023 or uh, this year when you guys start to look into more of the cannabis space in the industry. I would like to be able to consume cannabis in a space where it's uh, safe and I can actually uh, do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Others wish to be heard? Lucas, first word, loudmouth. Um, I keep coming in here with plans to talk about one thing, and then I hear something dumb, and my common sense gets tweaked, and I had to come up here during this part. So did I just hear people talk about spending money on SUVs when most regular people can't afford a car in this market, and gas is through the roof? Let, let him speak so that we can all hear him. Did I, just, did I just hear that you're considering spending money on vehicles right now? Are you kidding me? And I live on Walker at Tamarack, and some of you, Mr. Washington and your staff, are painfully aware of my request for the last year about traffic enforcement. And every time something happens out there, no less than six or eight of these single driver SUVs that eat gasoline has to show up to work a scene. And you're telling me you need to fix them or have more? Come on! Now, that man in the back wants to double people up. I think that's a good idea. Maybe we should let him double people up before we buy him more cars, because it sounds like they need about half as many. I'm sorry to bring this common sense BS up here in front of you every time, but I sit here waiting my turn, and then I hear some dumb BS come across this desk that makes me question your logic and every single bit of your math and your common sense. Maybe it's just the southern boy in me, but what in the world are you doing thinking about spending money on the fleet right now? Come on. I don't want to look at the rest of the budget. I'm afraid of what I might say. All right, anyone else wishes we heard on action items? Hi, I am also here to speak on those fiscal items. I want to echo everything my previous uh, citizens stated, but also I want to echo, re return back to uh, what was said about more money being spent on surveillance. Who are we spying on? Who's, who, who are we trying to surveil right now? Is it the same people that you're putting the barricades up against? How much did those cost? Is it the same people you're lining the trucks with our landscaping trucks? How much did those cost? How much are you paying in this city to protect one murderer? Because that's what it's about. We wouldn't be out here if the person who needed to be arrested would be arrested. You wouldn't have to spy on us. You wouldn't have to have drones flying over us. You wouldn't have to keep circling parks where we're serving the unhoused. So you're wasting resources on people that serve your community when you don't. Why are you wasting my money? I've lived in this city my whole life. 34 years. I've been working since I was 14 in downtown Grand Rapids. My tax money pays for this city. Why are you wasting my money? 
I don't consent to it. I believe in the United States we're supposed to be governed with our consent. We're supposed to have representation. My third ward representatives, I would like you to know that I do not consent to my tax dollars being used this way. Thank you. Thank you. All right, others wish to be heard? Second ward. Second ward. Hi. <clears throat> Hi, welcome. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce, Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, to the Committee <clears throat> of the Whole. My concern is the taxation that you have put upon me. On I live on 833 Bridge, 335 Bridge Street, and the, uh, we're going to be paying an additional $10 per month for taxes. Uh, I do appreciate you folks. I appreciate the $45 million you guys got together to fix the river. I appreciate the $105 million you guys got together to buy a place downtown so that we can go out and, and do things at night. And I just uh, don't understand why you want $10 from me, and you voted for it this morning, every month, uh, for no reason. And that's it. There is no reason. There was no reason ever given to me. The only argument that was given to me was that we have the right to use the money for what we wanted to use it for. We have no idea what we want to use the money for right this time, but you went ahead and said we're going to go ahead and spend it. I think that's incorrect. Uh, when they did come to my house and they talked to me about it, they talked very badly about the homeless. The homeless are my neighbors. I live downtown. They were here before I moved downtown, and they're going to be here after I leave downtown. I don't think there's something that we need to get rid of. I think there's something that we need to be working with. They are our neighbors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, anyone else who wishes to be heard on action items? My name Nico. Um, I'm speaking about the fiscal, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> all the money that's being put into things that the community, the bulk of the community are not asking for, should be used to do things that the bulk of the community could benefit from. For y'all to be up here consistently acting so sad about what happened to Patrick Leoya and then put money towards the same thing that causes the police to be able to brutalize people, which is having too many guns and too much money and too much whatever they want. It seems like you guys have not been listening to what we've been saying, yet you pretend like you are. It's not okay to keep pouring money into things that already have too much. There's people in these same streets that you guys want to keep so pretty that need things that you go every day with. There, there's people who need housing, food, water, clothing, and they do not have it, yet you're pouring money or attempting to pour money into the police department when they already have enough. They already have enough and they don't need any more. Have you guys not been listening to what we've been saying? The police have too much resources you need to take away some of their money and put it into things that people could benefit from 
take the money from the police, give it to the community. Like, I don't know how many times we have to say the same thing. It's it's ridiculous that this is even something that we're talking about right now. Like I keep saying, I feel like I have to reiterate it in so many different ways because apparently you guys do not understand it. When we kept saying it over and over, the police do not need any more money. Take the money and do something productive with it. There's no way that people are waking up and having to walk around to find water that's accessible to them. People should be able to wake up and go get some water. People should wake up to to be in a building, to be able to get food, to be able to, to have clothing, access to washing their clothes. There's a community of people who do not have that. There's a community of people, yet... It's on the papers to talk about giving more money to GRPD. They need to be defunded to the mandatory 32% justice for Patrick Leoya. Others who wish to be heard on action items, and if you could, again, be explicit to what item you're speaking to. My name's Carrie. I live here in Grand Rapids. I've been here about eight years. I'm a military veteran, and I've been an accountant for over 22 years. I look at these numbers that you have on this committee of the whole budgeting. I look at the numbers that you have listed on the fiscal committee budgeting. I'm listening to what you want to spend to continue to enable GRPD to over-police neighborhoods that do not need over-policing, to continue to allow them to be over-militarized while making excuses for the murder that was committed by one of their own. My tax dollars should not be spent to continue to over-police communities that are systematically being racially profiled, continually being brutalized, being murdered. We need to spend those dollars helping all the unhoused people that are out there that do not have access to basic necessities like food and water, restroom facilities. There is one public restroom on the corner on division. Where do we have more of those for those people? We do not. We as community members have been out there weekly providing food, providing clothing. On Mother's Day, we were out there providing diapers and wipes and formula to mothers that needed it in Veterans Park. Our city should be doing that with our tax dollars and investing in the community, not in GRPD. Thank you. Thank you. Others wish to be heard on action items before us? I'm Kai. You've seen me many times. I don't know what ward I stay in. Quite frankly, because none of my ward commissioners ever responded back to confirm that. Anyways, um, I am speaking on the fiscal matter. Um, I just want to plainly say 
the fact that you're saying that you need more money for these cars and whatnot, um, I personally drive an 04 um, and I work very hard, right? So why should my tax dollars go to giving, like what are they driving right now? Probably a 2020 or something similar. They're very nice vehicles. They don't need them. Um, the fact that you're still paying Christopher Schur uh, tells me you have all the money that you need. Um, it's been well over a month now um, and he's been paid. Uh, so that tells me they have all the money they need because if they can afford to pay a murderer to sit at home and vacation with his wife, then they don't need money for vehicles. Am I right? All right. Uh, so also, um, why can't that money go towards our water? Because we talk about Flint and how disgusting their water is, but how's ours? Kentwood just had to boil their water, right? And we should probably be boiling ours too. I cannot imagine the amount of lead that's in our pipes that's coming into my children. My children don't even drink tap water. That's a great resource that we can throw that money into. But vehicles? Vehicles that you will then have to maintain, right? So newer vehicles have bigger budgets for maintaining them. Because I don't know if anybody else knows, but the newer vehicles, you got to take them into the dealership to change a headlight, right? So that comes with, that's not just buying that vehicle and that's all said and done, but that's those really expensive oil changes and those really expensive headlights that need to be changed out because they're LED, right? It doesn't end there. I don't consent to my money being given to these officers to drive cars and block traffic. I've seen six cruisers block traffic. But yet I also seen someone get pulled over and get a ticket for blocking traffic. Why is there a double standard? Why should we continue to dish out money to people that are above the law? Why aren't they not held to a higher standard of the law? How can I trust somebody to govern over me when they don't even respect the law that they're governing? But you want me to continue to give them money for surveillance? Surveillance of what? Of black and brown people, because they ain't surveillance in your house, in your area, are they, Miss Bliss? Oh, you don't live here in Grand Rapids. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You got that little face property to save face for the fact that you think you live here. But y'all's properties aren't being surveillance, right? You don't have cameras sitting up on your light posts, right? You want to surveillance the poor. You want to surveillance time's black up. and brown people. Your time's up. It's sick. All right, others wish to be heard on, um, and again, we're in the public comment on action items. Yes, um, my name is Cynthia Hicks. I'm in Ward 1 um, on the south side on Sheldon in 49507. Right behind my home is the Brownfield Redevelopment Authority. Uh, the whole block of the South Division Corridor. I own two parcels on that block. So um, when it comes to approving Brownfield redevelopment um, for $15 million, when I see homeless encampments, mattresses, um, yesterday my daughter's car was just about stolen. I do want to um, take a moment to thank Asante for the porta potty that I asked for two years for, so that children would have a place to go to the bathroom. I really would not like to see 
those redevelopment dollars go towards pet projects of people's friends that are in government elected positions. I believe redevelopment money should go into projects that help people that live in 49507 start businesses or housing. Um, I don't believe that real estate agents that live in Jenison should be taking advantage of those tax credits with other paid elected officials. And I'm referring to the Candy GM opening a banquet hall when we really need to be opening a trauma center. It's taken seven years for myself and my children to get trauma care because I made the mistake of you know, going to a community meeting after I knew better than to trust GRPD, but I listened to them talk about building community trust. Oh, so that night that I had an argument that I thought things might escalate, I called 911. That was the dumbest phone call of my life. I don't have a family. I can't replace the family. My kid doesn't want to go outside because today at what noon on the corner of Holland Division, a kid was kicked off his mini bike. I was going to use my whole time to play the video, but it's on social media because GRPD needs 10 officers to pull a little kid off a motorbike and almost kill him like they did my husband. But you know, this is daily. Okay, my kid is scared to go outside. She doesn't want to play baseball with cops. You're not listening to anyone. And if I have to run for one of your seats, I will. All right, thank you. All right, one more comment. I'm going to close this public comment period, and we're going to move on. Hi, welcome. My name is Ola Banji Ola Tunde. Born and raised here in Grand Rapids on the southeast side. Um, my action item, justice for Patrick Leoya. And so today I'm here to address you on one thing. September 24th, 2019, this city was blessed with the presence of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I happened to be in attendance that day. And I bear witness to what he has foretold. And what he has foretold was that something was going to happen in Grand Rapids. And he has foretold that this city in which you love so much will be reduced to rubble. Mm. And I am here as a humble reminder to let you know that the judgment of God, who arts in the universal court, is upon you. His judgment stands against you, and his judgment stands with us. We want your thugs out our hoods so we can police ourselves. We don't need your institutions no more. We're going to start boycotting. We're not going to spend our dollars with you no more. We keep asking you for things, but we have a spending power of $22 trillion a year. Right, so I'm why gonna, are we okay, asking gonna, you to do for us what we have the power and resources to do for ourselves? All right, and I'm right, telling so. you, if you don't get your cops or your thugs, your game bangers, your blue lies, or whatever the hell y'all like to right, call them, sir, sir. if you don't get them out the hood, and if they ought to pull me over... I'm not pulling over. I'm telling you, I have a right to lift every voice and sing, correct? But what we need to start doing is lifting every fist 
and start swinging. Right. Okay. All right, sir. Yeah, the point in time. Okay. Time's up. All right, we're closing. We're closing that public comment period, and we're moving up. We're moving to it's action items. Sir, if you if you we're gonna move. Oh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move to approval of the minutes. Uh, commissioners, can I get a motion to approve the minutes from our last meeting, please? So moved. Support. All right, and this is for the minutes from our regular session as well as our special meeting. Commissioners, any questions or comments? All right, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, it carries. All right, next that will take us to petitions and communications. The first one is a communication received from Community Rebuilders con containing comments on the fiscal year 2023 neighborhood investment plan. That is received and filed. Communication received from Emma Henkel urging the commission to listen to the community's demands. That's received and filed. Communication received from Justin Smith expressing support for the city commission. That is received and filed. Communications, communication received from Lucas Leverett with recommendations for the city commission. That is received and filed. Communication received from Scott Atchison <laughs> regarding a downtown information center. That is received and filed. And several communications re received regarding justice for Patrick Leoya. And that is received and filed. All right, next that will take us to reports of city officers. We have two items before us tonight. First, okay, that is disruptive. First one is the comptroller's. I, I am, I am, I, you can, this is an official city business meeting. It's an assembly of this government body. I, you are being disruptive and I will ask you to be, I will ask you to leave. I will ask you to leave if you continue to disrupt the order of this meeting. I, I will ask you to leave. I'm. I am serious. I am. I will recess and ask you to leave this. I will recess. What? Okay. All right. Let's go to the next item. Comptroller's report for the period of April 13, 2022, through April 26, 2022 in the amount of $28,686,956.02. That's received and filed. And Treasury report for the period of April 12, 2022 through April 20, or sorry, April 12, 2022 through April 22, 2022. And that is received and filed. Commissioners, can I get a motion for the consent agenda? It's moved. All the, any questions or comments? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, it carries. That will take us to items off consent. We have one item off consent tonight. That's a resolution to temporarily extend enforcement of compliance with local cannabis industry commitments to City Commission Policies 900-58 MyVita and 900-59 Cannabis Social Equity Policy until August 10, 2022. All right, can I get a motion? It's moved. All right, Commissioner O'Connor, you want to tell us about this item? Yes, ma'am. Uh, this uh, item relates to uh, the uh, zoning ordinance text amendments to allow both medical and recreational cannabis in Grand Rapids. Commitments were made by uh, folks in that space uh, regarding social equity uh, policy outcomes. Uh, in an effort to align those policies, uh, we've had to make some modifications, uh, and uh, this resolution will extend uh, the enforcement and compliance <laughs> period uh, an additional 90 days to allow the planning department to come up with a, a program to ensure that uh, operators have an opportunity to, to come into full compliance with the commitments they made in order to receive their zoning. 
All right, thank you, Commissioner. It's off consent because there was a split vote. Uh, commissioners, anything to add? We had a pretty robust conversation about this this morning. All right, we'll have our city clerk call for the vote. Oh, is it is it a roll call? No, no it's not. Um, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Nay. Okay, it passes on a split vote. Uh, that will take us to ordinances to be adopted, and we have one ordinance before us tonight. Ordinance amending section one of the budget ordinance 2021-13 for fiscal year 2022, amendment number 10. All right. All right, moved and supported. Commissioner O'Connor from our fiscal committee, you want to tell us about this item? Yes, Mayor, 12 items today. Uh, the lengthy first item is uh, a grant uh, for the uh, 911 Public Safety Answering Service. Uh, second item is uh, uh, the uh, expenditure of some uh, funds to uh, replace a damaged police vehicle. Uh, third is uh, that we're selling obsolete radios, which we upgraded a few years ago. Uh, those funds will be uh, reinvested into the dispatch uh, center for some uh, things that they need. Uh, fourth is uh, operational budget requests for information technology to bring on some additional systems that uh, help the city uh, function. Uh, item five is uh, adding an assistant human resources director uh, to our growing city. Uh, six is a water main replacement in one of our partner communities uh, that is being funded by some grant dollars. Uh, item seven is uh, uh, improvements to pumps at the Franklin Street Water Station. Uh, item eight is uh, just some alignments of the uh, major and local streets. Uh, every year we have to do this, just uh, the way the streets uh, break down and how the uh, how the streets are designated. Uh, item nine uh, is just appropriations from our uh, refuse fund uh, to uh, to the public works. Uh, item ten is uh, some uh, you know due to the pandemic there was additional funds received by the golf course. Some of those funds will be. Uh, retained uh, due to rising costs uh, and supply chain issues. Uh, item 11, uh, we're adding a grants manager due to the uh, ongoing and uh, additionally uh, complex environment in which uh, we receive grants. Uh, item 12 is a restructuring of our community uh, development department, uh, moving some pieces around to uh, give some more capacity within that department. Uh, there is no if impact on our contingent balance. It uh, remains at $1.4 million. Thank you. Uh, commissioners, any questions or comments? All right, there's a roll call vote tonight. Commissioner Jones. Yes. Commissioner O'Connor. Yes. Commissioner Moody. Yes. Commissioner Asasi. Yes. Commissioner Repart. Yes. Commissioner Lanier. Aye. Mayor Bliss. Yes. And commissioners, can I get a motion to give this immediate effect? Moved. All right, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? It carries. All right, we do not have any uh, resolutions before us tonight, so that will take us to our last opportunity for public comment. Uh, same rules apply. We ask that you share your name, the city that you live in, and you'll be given up to three minutes to speak. Okay, so uh, hello again, Lucas, First Ward. Believe it or not, I didn't come here to raise hell tonight. That's not always my mode. I want to address some steps in the right direction that are being taken in some ways by this body. I also want to thank some folks. Mr. Washington, after nearly a year trying to tempt you into direct conversation on a variety of topics, you replied to an email. And I'm greatly looking forward to our meeting, and I do sincerely thank you. Commissioner Jones, you've been covered in the media talking police reform. That's appreciated, though reform is not always possible when the rot runs so deep. But I do appreciate you speaking to it. Maybe something will come of it. 
Commissioner Moody, you even mustered an apology for your prior remarks. And I'm going to set aside my resentment for what I originally heard you say and give you the chance to make good. We've all heard a lot of very similar things from this body, though, about, action, about words with no actions to back them up. The ladies flanking Commissioner Reppert talked tough about police budgets once upon a time only to retreat and leave him twisting in the wind as a lone dissenter against flimsy short-term federal money adding further bloat to the GRPD budget. I appreciate that you tried, Kurt. I've yet to see Commissioner O'Connor move the needle on standing up to corrupt, corrupt cop culture, but I'd give you a chance. I'm still hoping our mayor has an inner Elizabeth Warren that she might channel and bang on a podium one time. There's a long way to go, but these baby steps are nice to see. Reallocating funds, beefing up the OPA budget, getting money behind mental health response, participatory budgets, good stuff. But it's all small steps, and they represent wayward pocket change lost in the couch compared to the overall fund. We need you to do more. Fight. Don't blame the county, state, or feds. Fight them. Don't lean on tired, slow norms. Corrupt norms, like having the state police investigate another cop. Break with bad traditions and corrupt procedures. We need you to make principled stands and be outspoken. Use your bully pulpit. The only lesson of value left by Trump is run your mouth and throw your influence around and fight. So use it. You've got a lawyer? Send her to court to battle for what we want. Dare those oppressive powers around you to call your bluff, and you will have called theirs. Now, I've got 20 seconds left. I want to point out, I engage a lot online, and I hear a lot of BS from people that don't bother to show up in this room talking about how we're a minority. Well, I want to challenge the Vans and Vosses and all of their citizen champions. This room is accessible to you. I'll look right into the camera and dare you to join us and say your piece. All right. Thank you. Others wish to be heard? I'm Nico. I live on the north. Um, abolish qualified immunity. Arrest and convict Christopher Scher for the murder of Patrick Leoya. Release the full unedited footage of Patrick Leoya's murder. Remove Chris Becker from the Patrick Leoya case and hand it over to the state. Make the GRPD get their own liability insurance. Defund GRPD to 32%. I feel like it's not it's not right that we come and speak to all of you and we don't get to hear a response ever. That's not how a conversation works. You guys are not doing anything that reflects that you hear us. So the least you could do is let let us know verbally that you hear what we're saying. Also, these packets are not easy to understand. If this is a city commission meeting and the public is invited and encouraged to come to let our voices be heard, why are these packets not easy for everyday people to read? I don't understand what, what these things are saying. I mean, I, I read it, read it again. 
I need help to understand and a lot of other people do too that's not that's not right it's almost like y'all don't want us to know what you're talking about I have to wait until someone that's also fighting for Patrick justice for Patrick Leoya to come up here and speak on the the different things that's in the packet for me to be like oh, okay I understand what they're trying to say and I could speak on it now it shouldn't be like that I should be able to read the packet and understand what's being talked about so I can respond to it also there's no way that Christopher Church should be on paid vacation right now at all and after he killed Patrick Leoya he was still in the streets it's no way that that should have been able to be a thing and for you guys to say that it was transparency there's going to be accountability all of that stuff lied 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 it's not it's not okay and for you to want us to act a certain way for you to bring up what happened last meeting and that will happen again if we continue to feel like we're not being heard it's a whole family of people who know and live with Patrick Leoya who are not able to see him ever again because the police department killed him after people had warned y'all that that was what was going to happen and y'all sit at the funeral and sit at all these different events with these tears and still have the same things advocating for the same things that contributed to the problem in the first place justice for patrick leoya all right thank you others wish be heard hi my name is Allie. lived here my entire life um, I was here at the last meeting when it was shut down due to lack of decorum. Um, I watched a black mother bury her first son due to her son being executed by a police officer that we all paid with our tax dollars. And you want to talk about lack of decorum because we're angry? because we've been coming to these meetings for almost two years straight, telling you exactly what would happen if you continue to ignore our cries. You failed Patrick Leoya. You failed this entire community. How many more people have to die before something is happening? Because I've asked before which one of us has to die, but clearly we already know. You, like, like Nico said, you come to these events where all the cameras are to shed tears for the family, but what are you really doing besides sharing crocodile tears? We've been crying for two years because we knew this is going to happen. We've been fighting for Patrick Leoya before we even knew his name because we knew that a bullet from the GRPD or a knee to the neck did not have a name on it, but it had a black face. This entire investigation, we have been lied to. How is it when the information first came out, before we even knew the identity of Patrick, it was the, the body-worn camera came off during the scuffle, and then the video was released, the body cam was deactivated. But when the, the, the file came out, the incident report came out. It was the video, the, the body cam was still recording when the other officers got there. So what is the truth? How are we supposed to trust that you are all being transparent with us when this entire process we have been lied to? We were lied to about when the footage is going to be released because it wasn't released right when the family saw it because Chris Becker was stalling as he still is. We were lied to about 
It took, it took so long for them to release the identity of the officer. And the only reason why it was released is because we already knew. Based off of the very little information we had, we figured it out. It was Christopher Schur. Once again, you failed this entire community. You failed this community. And I can't, I, I can't even say it enough times for you to understand it because you never will. You will never understand what it's like to fear the police because they're not going to go after you. They're not going to harass you. They're not going to arrest you for using your First Amendment rights. They're not going to do that to you. So, of course, it doesn't matter. And it's the fact that you've threatened to arrest people who have been rightfully angry before you even arrest the officer that killed. Thank you. Your time's up. Thank you. Your time's up. I'm Casey, 49507. So there was a, un a, work a workers' union march, right? And Womack went up there, and he said all types of, the police union are just backing the police. That's what they're supposed to do. People make mistakes, right? Then Donnie went right after him, talking about, burn it down, and all this, right? The crowd's going wild. He's like, shit. So then he comes back up to say, I actually didn't mean anything I said. I take back everything I said, right? And I actually mean everything Donnie said. I love that guy. We're best friends, right? Put him on the Civilians Board of Appeal or whatever, right? He also said in that meeting that the scariest thing you've ever been through, Mayor Bliss, is us speaking our voices. And we believe him. We do. We do. So if anybody has that video, please send it to me because I want to watch that like 500 times, right? Joe Jones, you came to an indigenous rally. Right, and then they put 15-year-old Jade up there, who is the strongest fighter for indigenous rights that I've ever personally met. And she started speaking to you personally, saying that you're not indigenous, so it's disrespectful for you to be there, because what have you done besides be a face? You're complicit. You know what they did? They cut her mic. They cut her mic. Well, in my last minute and 40 seconds, this is for you, Anita. I felt bad for you. Because when I heard your voice, the one time I have, it was very soft. It was very quiet. It was very fragile. And I thought, she's old. She's complicit. She's tired. She's gray. She just wants to get through her term, right? I felt genuinely bad for you. I did. Then we saw you out at a restaurant drinking cocktails, right? And you're blowing kissy faces. And you got all the anime. You got, you got words and faces and all type of things I've never seen from you before. That's how you are when you clock out. Very next day, and thank God, because I was writing signs about how you gave yourself a raise instead of funding my zip code, right? Good thing I didn't get the article th that day until the next day. This article was about 2013, when your daughter was a high school teacher at Wayland Public Schools and got caught sleeping with a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old boy, right? But they had to transfer that case because it was too closely affiliated. Back then, you were assistant city attorney. Look at you now. Look at you now. And so all those kissy faces you're blowing at me and my 14-year-old daughter, you see how that's maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should just go back to being quiet even when we see you in public. And we know you got you have more cocktails on town than anyone. See you next. Justice for Patrick. Have police fund their own liability insurance. Defund GRPD. Fund the third ward. See you guys out here. All right. Others who wish to be heard.
How you doing, everybody? My name is DeAndre Jones. Uh, first of all, I'd like to talk about some of the things I've seen at the Committee of the Whole, because I was here as long as the commissioners were earlier, probably like five hours. It was pretty crazy. Uh, I've seen in 2021 the Grow 1000, which is for youth employment. You guys employed 286 of our community's youth. I like that. Uh, also, uh, for fiscal year, uh, 2023 strategic investments. I see that you guys have 3.2 million dollars in CBD, CB, uh, CDBG funds. I see that you guys are creating. Uh, you guys have 70,000 from Mishta to for eviction prevention. I like that. I see that you guys created a, a position for homeless coordination. Hopefully, you guys are co uh, that coordinator provides them affordable housing or coordinates them to affordable housing. Um, I see that you guys have 100000 for continued assistance for affordable housing initiatives. I like that because uh, when I was here for the participatory budgeting and I seen uh, the slides, the new update, it's actually 250-plus projects. Um, and I would like to uh, say uh, for the participatory budgeting process, we have people uh, uh, places like the GR Seaman Center. Uh, I see that the city, I like the city that we, you guys provided this opportunity, but I like you guys to provide the resources for people that can't write proposals. If you guys want to uh, reach out to Spring GR or the Seaman Center that actually helps people with business, budgeting, all of these things, because some people have the business mind, but they don't actually understand the business. And so I would like for you guys to actually provide the resources. Potentially, if we can get uh, increase of the budget for the these projects so people can actually implement these projects and these projects are actually limited to ideas as kids that are 13 years old can actually uh, submit projects even organizations so if somebody here runs a 501c3 or a community organization and you want money to continuously do the work that you guys do in the community I urge you to get involved with this also uh, Habitat for Humanity is actually creating all electric homes in the Roosevelt Park neighborhood. I uh, talked to Habitat for Humanity. I gave two presentations on the budgeting process. Uh, one that linked up, I had about 13 people there. I appreciate everybody that came out, so I was able to educate those people. I just came from the Baxter Community Center. I got to speak to some people from Habitat for Humanity, and I seen that affordable housing is the thing that people care most about on the participatory budgeting process. But there is not a lot of Hispanic involvement in this, so um, I really don't know Spanish, but I'm willing to have a translator and go to the Hispanic Center, whatever it takes to educate those people in there, because this we have until the 31st to get those ideas. Also, I have this magazine. It's a Forbes magazine. I got this in Dubai. It's actually in a whole nother language. But I wanted to say that this is the second worst city for economic development. People have beautiful ideas, and that could potentially be you as the top CEOs on Forbes one day. So just know that create the opportunity and uh, please just stop trying to uh, create problems and please just create solutions. Thank you, that's all I gotta say. Thank you, Mr. Jones. All right, others wish to be heard? I am Jay, I live here in Grand Rapids. Um, I wasn't able to attend the last meeting, but I was at the meeting before that. Um, so I did call you guys out on not paying attention to anyone in the room. Um, so some of you have done a little bit better, but that's beside the point. Um, there has been zero transparency, zero accountability from any of you, any. I left the last meeting, not the last meeting, but the meeting before that, hoping to maybe hear one sincere apology or a reflection on what could have been done different. Instead, we got scripted apologies with excuses written in between. Is there justice or love for humanity, anything existent in politics, or it's a requirement to just be a cold-hearted person to sit up there? Because all of you are cold-hearted as hell. 
I would hope that a black man or black woman or anyone who is in the BIPOC population would use this power to have a seat at the table. Do you know how many people in your position that are in the BIPOC population would love to have a seat at this table and actually serve the community and actually bring justice and bring change? Instead, you guys like to just party, drink, and line your pockets with DeVos's money. I, I, don't, I don't get it, but... About a month ago, we had the cameras released. Whew. Even to think about it just is, is hard. I would have been, I would have given anything to be a fly on the wall when you guys watched the videos of Patrick's murder. To see how you reacted because body language really says a lot about a person. I know how my comrades reacted. Some fainted, some threw up, some went outside and screamed at the top of their lungs. Some of us are still crying in hysteria for days because we don't understand why this god-awful murderer is still being paid with our money. This past Sunday, I thought about Mama Tocas as her first Mother's Day without her son. I, I, I couldn't even grasp Mother's Day. Father's Day, Patrick's daughters will not have their daddy around. It makes me sick to my stomach that I live in a country where people actually justify this horrific crime, where city officials would rather drink and party and line their pockets. Chris Becker serves no purpose on this case, this county, or this earth for any matter. Receiving money from GRPD to boost his campaign, that's okay with you? Sounds like a scandal to me. Side note, I had a meeting with a personal attorney for some family will and trust issues. And he said that I might have to direct something towards Chris Becker. And I said, absolutely not. He laughed and he said, you don't like him either? I said, no. He said, he doesn't work for justice. He is corrupt and criminal. That came from a family attorney. I won't release his name, but that's how other attorneys in this community view your prosecutor. Thank you. Your, thank you. Your time's up. Thanks. Thanks. Your time's up. Your time's up. Yeah. I do. Thank you. All right. Others who wish to be heard? My name is Erica. Last name Cage. I'm going to give it to you because I want you to remember it. I, first of all, let me thank y'all too. Senator Lanier, I appreciate you marching with my family when Brianna died. Thank you. For the rest of you, you've done nothing. Thank you for that, respectfully. I grew up in Grand Rapids, so I know it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. So I'm gonna ask the rest of you to just disregard respectfully. And Commissioner Usasi, I'm gonna talk to you directly. Because you and I went to high school together, okay? I was in a program called Students Educating Each Other About Diversity, and you were in a program for the Hispanic culture in the school. Most of them were related to you. So I want this to be personal. You have a daughter who is black, excuse me, you have a niece who is half black. You have a nephew who is soon to be born who is half black. And while you sit here writing your notes and not listening to your community, I want you to think about your nephew and your niece. And the fact of the matter is that at the end of the day, they are black. And Patrick was black. Brianna was black. 
I want you to think about the, the same police department that you work with are the same ones who are killing the blacks. What your family is considered. So I want you to stop writing your little notes and drawing your little paper and just think about if it was your nephew or your niece up here. How would you feel then? Would you pay attention to the community then? Because it is. At the end of the day, these people are the ones who put you here. You weren't any different than any of us. I went to school with you. I know. I remember Melinda when she was Mindy. So I asked the rest of you to look in this community and you want to tell us about decorum. You're looking at walking decorum. Because if I didn't have decorum, you wouldn't have no buildings. I want to thank y'all for showing us that we need to get up and get out, show up and show out, because y'all not going to do nothing for us. And at the end of the day, if you don't like what we're saying, change it. You're in the position to do so. At the end of the day, remember that our lives matter. Black lives matter. Whatever name they come in, whatever you decide to name your nephew when he's born, because he will be a black man. Justice for Patrick. Justice for all stolen lives. Thank you. Y'all know me. <laughs> My name is Chelsea, local organizer and revolutionary here in Grand Rapids. To be honest, I am sick and tired of coming to speak to y'all because y'all continuously have shown how much you all don't care about the people in this city unless they are wealthy. I'm going to continue coming to every single meeting though and keeping y'all here all night because the same way Patrick Leoya's family and friends aren't getting much of any sleep, y'all won't be getting any sleep either to the f due to the fact that y'all are just as much to blame for the murder of Patrick Leoya. It's been 36 days and Christopher Scherr still has not been questioned or arrested and is still on paid leave. Mark Washington had the nerve to make a video on YouTube to tell the city employees to not talk about the case or to, or to talk about Christopher Scherr because if it was them that did it, that they wouldn't want anyone talking about them. He also goes to thank GRPD for keeping our community safe in this time. Why are you coddling a murderer, Mark Washington? Why is the feelings of a murderer who killed a black king put before people who are grieving and angry? How and when has GRPD ever kept this community safe? Within these last couple weeks, I can count on more than one hand where they have brutalized and harassed our black and brown children with dogs, tasers, and even at gunpoint. The audacity of you, Mark Washington. Every time I see your face, I feel sick to my stomach due to pure disgust. When we say all skin folk and kin folk, that is you. Yes. That is you as well, Anita Hitchcock. That is you as well, Melinda Sassi. That is you as well, Sunita Lanier. That is you as well, Joseph D. Jones. That's you as well, Nathan O'Moody. Every single one of you. Y'all okay. have continuously put this system before your blackness, and I strongly dislike every single one of y'all. <sighs> I also heard from a little birdie that y'all are so scared because people said that they were gonna burn this city down to the ground and wanted the community to come out and support you all. Every single one of you on this board have proven time, time again that it's property over people for you. These buildings mean more to you than any black person being murdered by the police. This can all go down. Fuck your property. Okay, enough.
You're, no, no. All right, I'm not. I, I made it very clear that I would shut the microphone off the minute you started using curse words. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to amplify that, ma'am. Let her finish. Enough, enough. Okay. Okay, enough. Your time's up. Time's up. All right. I want to be able to have everyone who is in line who wants to be heard, heard. But I am going back to what I said earlier. I'm, I'm not doing anything I didn't tell you at the beginning of the meeting. I am just telling you. If there is not order and pe Okay, enough. They have a right to be heard. They... They have a right to be heard. You already had an opportunity to speak. They have a right to be heard. All right. I am I'm serious. I will recess this meeting. All right. You are, you, you are, can we let other people be heard? All right. If you continue to disrupt, I will recess. All right. Go ahead. My name is Donnie and I live in the third ward. I'm here to speak on a lot of different topics as you've already heard. First of all, justice for Patrick. Ashe, 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 Ashe. Justice for Patrick Leoya and his family. We're going to get justice because it has been 36 disrespectful ass days. It has been 36 okay. disrespectful ass days, okay? Because, and let me tell you why. Because the only thing that's been demonstrated here is the, is the physical and in, in the, the, the physical and demonstration of the lateral oppression that's happening here in Grand Rapids. The things that y'all don't want to talk about. Because when a black person comes up here and asks you for resources and you ignore them, that's lateral oppression, that's racism. When a white person comes up here and asks you for, for resources and you're not giving that to them, that's called classism. That's called you, that's called you guys protecting your pockets and aligning speak. your pockets with the money that's supposed to go to the protection of the black, brown, and indigenous people of the southeast side. Because we need those resources. We've been telling you about trying to get these resources for a long time now. So if we don't get resources, you don't get no peace. If we don't get no justice, justice will show up at your neighborhood. I am letting you know right now that we are asking and demanding for these resources because it is going to get worse. You keep saying, I'm pointing things, something out right now. Last time I pointed out the body cam and there is no there is no law or procedure of where the body cam is supposed to be at. Is it supposed to be on the chest? Is it supposed to be on the belt? Is it supposed to be on? Is it supposed to be off? When does the body cam supposed to do that? It's not actually Actually, it's not actually in the thing. They need to have liability insurance that comes out of this motherfucker's pocket okay. so that he... I, so that he, 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 he why you cut him 
I have told you, when you start to curse and use derogatory comments, I don't have to amplify that. Let him speak. We're being killed. We're Okay. All right. If you continue, if you continue to disrupt this meeting, I'm going to ask you to leave or have you escorted out. I. If we, if we are going, if you continue to disrupt this meeting, I will ask you to leave this space. I, can you let him speak and stop disrupting this meeting? Oh my goodness. No, I told you when you start to use when you start to use derogatory comments and curse language, I'm shutting your microphone off. We do not have to amplify that. There is nothing that says we have to amplify when you can continue. We can hear you, but I'm not turning the mic on if you cannot refrain from cursing. I'm not. I'm not. Ma'am, you are disrupting the order of this meeting. You are disrupting the order of this meeting. Okay, you're disrupting this meeting. We're, we're calling a recess, and we're going to ask those who are being disruptive to leave, and we will come back, commissioners, in, in two minutes. Jeez.